Epistle 68 of Epistles of Cyprian by Cyprian, translated by Robert Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Epistle 68 to Florentius Papianus on Calumniators. Argument. Cyprian clears himself in the eyes of Florentius Papianus from various crimes of which he is accused by him, and argues the lightness of his mind in that he has so hastily trusted calumniators. From his saying, moreover, that he has now discharged his episcopal office for six years, it is plainly evident that he is writing this letter under Pope Stephen. Cyprian, who is called Thacius, to Florentius, who is also Papianus, his brother, greeting. I had believed, brother, that you were now at length turned to repentance for having either rashly heard or believed in time past things so wicked, so disgraceful, so execrable even among Gentiles concerning me. But even now in your letter, I perceive that you are still the same as you were before, that you believe the same things concerning me, and that you persist in what you did believe, and, lest by chance the dignity of your eminence and your martyrdom should be stained by communion with me, that you are inquiring carefully into my character, and after God the judge, who makes priests, that you wish to judge, I will not say of me, for what am I, but of the judgment of God and of Christ. This is not to believe in God, this is to stand forth as a rebel against Christ and his gospel, so that although he says, quote, are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and neither of them falls to the ground without the will of my father." End quote. And his majesty and truth prove that even things of little consequence are not done without the consciousness and permission of God. You think that God's priests are ordained in the church without his knowledge. For to believe that they who are ordained are unworthy and unchaste, what else is it than to believe that his priests are not appointed in the church by God nor through God? Think you that my testimony of myself is better than that of God? When the Lord himself teaches and says that testimony is not true, if any one himself appears as a witness concerning himself, for the reason that every one would assuredly favor himself, nor would any one put forward mischievous and adverse things against himself, but there may be a simple confidence of truth if, in what is announced of us, another is the announcer and witness, quote, if, he says, I bear witness of myself, my testimony is not true, but there is another who beareth witness of me." End quote. But if the Lord himself, who will by and by judge all things, was unwilling to be believed on his own testimony, but preferred to be approved by the judgment and testimony of God the Father, how much more does it behoove his servants to observe this, who are not only approved by, but even glory in the judgment and testimony of God? But with you, the fabrication of hostile and malignant men has prevailed against the divine decree and against our conscience resting upon the strength of its faith, as if among lapsed and profane persons placed outside the church from whose breast the Holy Spirit has departed, there could be anything else than a depraved mind and a deceitful tongue and venomous hatred and sacrilegious lies, which whosoever believes must of necessity be found with them when the day of judgment shall come. But with respect to what you have said, that priests should be lowly, because both the Lord and his apostles were lowly, both all the brethren and Gentiles also well know and love my humility, and you also knew and loved it while you were still in the church and were in communion with me. But which of us is far from humility? 
I, who daily serve the brethren and kindly receive the good will and gladness every one that comes to the church, or you, who appoint yourself bishop of a bishop and judge of a judge, given for the time by God. Although the Lord God says in Deuteronomy, quote, And the man that will do presumptuously and will not hearken unto the priests or unto the judge who shall be in those days, even that man shall die, and all the people, when they hear, shall fear and do no more presumptuously. End quote. And again, he speaks to Samuel and says, quote, They have not despised thee, but they have despised me. End quote. And moreover, the Lord, in the gospel, when it was said to him, quote, Answerest thou the high priest so? End quote. Guarding the priestly dignity and teaching that it ought to be maintained, would say nothing against the high priest, but only clearing his own innocence, answered, saying, quote, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, but if well, why smitest thou me? End quote. The blessed apostle also, when it was said to him, quote, Revilest thou God's high priest? End quote. Spoke nothing reproachfully against the priest, when he might have lifted up himself bodily against those who had crucified the Lord, and who had already sacrificed God and Christ, and the temple and the priesthood. But even although in false and degraded priests, considering still the mere empty shadow of the priestly name, he said, quote, I wist not, brethren, that he was the high priest, for it is written, Thou shalt not speak evil of the ruler of thy people. End quote. Unless perchance I was a priest to you before the persecution, when you held communion with me, and ceased to be a priest after the persecution. For the persecution, when it came, lifted you to the highest sublimity of martyrdom, but it depressed me with the burden of prescription, since it was publicly declared, quote, if anyone holds or possesses any of the property of Caesalius Cyprian, bishop of the Christians, end quote. So that even they who did not believe in God appointing a bishop could still believe in the devil proscribing a bishop. Nor do I boast of these things, but with grief I bring them forward, since you constitute yourself a judge of God and of Christ, who says to the apostles, and thereby to all chief rulers, who by vicarious ordination succeed to the apostles, quote, He that heareth you, heareth me, and he that heareth me, heareth him that sent me. And he that despiseth you, despiseth me, and him that sent me. End quote. For from this have arisen schisms and heresies, and still arise, in that the bishop, who is one and rules over the church, is contemned by the haughty presumption of some persons, and the man, who is honored by God's condensation, is judged unworthy by men. For what swelling of pride is this? What arrogance of soul? What inflation of mind to call prelates and priests to one's own recognition? And, unless I may be declared clear in your sight and absolved by your judgment, behold now for six years the brotherhood has neither had a bishop, nor the people a prelate, nor the flock a pastor, nor the church a governor, nor Christ a representative, nor God a priest. Papianus must come to the rescue and give judgment and declare the decision of God and Christ accepted, that so great a number of the faithful who have been summoned away from the world under my rule may not appear to have departed without hope of salvation and of peace, that the new crowd of believers may not be considered to have failed of attaining any grace of baptism and the Holy Spirit by my ministry, that the peace conferred upon so many lapsed and penitent persons and the communion vouchsafed by my examination may not be abrogated by the authority of your judgment. Condescend for once and deign to pronounce concerning us, and to establish our episcopate by the authority of your recognition, 
that God and his Christ may thank you, in that by your means a representative and ruler has been restored as well to their altar as to their people. Bees have a king, and cattle a leader, and keep faith to him. Robbers obey their chief with an obedience full of humility. How much more simple and better than you are the brute cattle and dumb animals and robbers, although bloody and raging among swords and weapons. The chief among them is acknowledged and feared, whom no divine judgment has appointed, but on whom an abandoned faction and a guilty band have agreed. You say, indeed, that the scruple into which you have fallen ought to be taken from your mind. You have fallen into it, but it was by your irreligious credulity. You have fallen into it, but it was by your own sacrilegious disposition and will, in easily hearkening to unchaste, to impious, and to unspeakable things against your brother, against a priest, and, in willingly believing them, in defending other men's falsehoods, as if they were your own and your private property, and in not remembering that it is written, quote, Hedge thine ears with thorns, and hearken not to a wicked tongue, end quote. And again, Quote, a wicked doer giveth heed to the tongue of the unjust, but a righteous man regards not lying lips. End quote. Wherefore, have not the martyrs fallen into this scruple, full of the Holy Ghost, and already by their passion near to the presence of God and of his Christ? Martyrs who, from their dungeon, directed letters to Cyprian the bishop, acknowledging the priest of God and bearing witness to him. Wherefore, have not so many bishops, my colleagues, fallen into this scruple, who either, when they departed from the midst of us, were proscribed, or being taken, were cast into prison, and were in chains, or who, sent away into exile, have gone by an illustrious road to the Lord, or who in some places, condemned to death, have received heavenly crowns from the glorification of the Lord. Wherefore, have not they fallen into the scruple, from among that people of ours which is with us, and is by God's condensation committed to us, so many confessors who have been put to the question and tortured, and glorious by the memory of illustrious wounds and scars, so many chaste virgins, so many praiseworthy widows, finally, all the churches throughout the whole world who are associated with us in the bond of unity. Unless all these, who are in communion with me, as you have written, are polluted with the pollution of my lips, and have lost the hope of eternal life by the contagion of my communion, Puppianus alone, sound, inviolate, holy, modest, and who would not associate himself with us, shall dwell alone in paradise and in the kingdom of heaven. You have written also that on my account the church has now a portion of herself in a state of dispersion, although the whole people of the church are collected and united and joined to itself in an undivided concord. They alone have remained without, who even, if they had been within, would have had to be cast out. Nor does the Lord, the protector of his people, and their guardian, suffer the wheat to be snatched from his floor, but the chaff alone can be separated from the church, since also the apostle says, quote, For what if some of them have departed from the faith? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God of none effect? God forbid, for God is true, but every man a liar. End quote. And the Lord also in the gospel, when disciples forsook him as he spoke, turning to the twelve, said, quote, Will ye also go away? End quote. Then Peter answered him, quote, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Son of the living God. End quote. 
Peter speaks there on whom the church was to be built, teaching and showing in the name of the church that although a rebellious and arrogant multitude of those who will not hear and obey may depart, yet the church does not depart from Christ, and they are the church who are a people united to the priest and the flock which adheres to its pastor. Whence you ought to know that the bishop is in the church, and the church in the bishop, and if any one be not with the bishop, that he is not in the church, and that those flatter themselves in vain who creep in, not having peace with God's priests, and think that they communicate secretly with some, while the church, which is Catholic and one, is not cut nor divided, but is indeed connected and bound together by the cement of priests who cohere with one another. Wherefore, brother, if you consider God's majesty, who ordains priests, if you will for once have respect to Christ, who by his decree and word, and by his presence, both rules and prelates themselves, and rules the church by prelates, if you will trust, in respect of the innocence of bishops, not human hatred, but the divine judgment, if you will begin even a late repentance for your temerity and pride and insolence, if you will most abundantly make satisfaction to God and his Christ whom I serve, and to whom with pure and unstained lips I ceaselessly offer sacrifices, not only in peace, but in persecution, we may have some ground for communion with you, even although there still remains among us respect and fear for the divine censure, so that first I should consult my Lord whether he would permit peace to be granted to you, and you to be received to the communion of his church, by his own showing and admonition. For I remember what has already been manifested to me, nay, what has been prescribed by the authority of our Lord and God to an obedient and fearing servant, and among other things which he condescended to show and to reveal, he also added this, quote, Whoso therefore does not believe Christ, who maketh the priest, shall hereafter begin to believe him who avengeth the priest, end quote. Although I know that to some men dreams seem ridiculous and visions foolish, yet assuredly it is to such as would rather believe in opposition to the priest than believe the priest. But it is no wonder, since his brethren said of Joseph, quote, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, let us slay him. End quote. And afterwards the dreamer attained to what he had dreamed, and his slayers and sellers were put to confusion, so that they who at first did not believe the words, afterwards believed the deeds. But of those things that you have done, either in persecution or in peace, it is foolish for me to pretend to judge you, since you rather appoint yourself a judge over us. These things, of the pure conscience of my mind, and of my confidence in the Lord and my God, I have written at length. You have my letter, and I yours. In the day of judgment before the tribunal of Christ, both will be read. End of Epistle 68 Read by David Ronald.